Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Tundel and today I have someone who is empowering women to get smarter with their finances. I believe that we can all learn something from this person today and I just believe that it doesn't matter where you are in your financial journey, that we can always learn and grow and evolve. And in this day and age, it's so much more important for us as women to really rise up and really know about our finances because of what the generations were like before us and just really know that it is possible to turn your finances around. Bola Sukumbi is a finance expert, author and speaker. She is a founder of Clever Girl Finance where she empowers women to achieve financial wellness and live life on their own terms. She believes we can all live a financially abundant life. Bola, I'm so grateful for having your show and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Oh, bless you. Me too. I've been dying to speak with you for like nearly two months. Um, but I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really glad we've got here. <laughs> I know all kinds of things working against us, but it's a new year, new start. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. 2020 new vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is your journey of financial freedom is just so powerful. So could you let the listeners know what your life was like before you founded Clever Girl Finance? Yeah, so before I started Clever of Finance, I was working 9 to 5 in technology consulting, and I actually loved my job. Um, I did that for 11 years, and during that process um, of coming out of college and then getting that job, you know, I was going through life like everybody else, uh, getting married, having kids, moving, and things like that. But along that journey, I was very focused slash mindful of my personal finance and finances and the goals that I wanted to accomplish with my money. So coming out of college, one of my biggest focuses was just saving money, um, given the fact that my parents had made really big sacrifices to send me to, to college, um, you know, at the expense of their retirement by supporting wow. paying supporting paying for my college education in addition to a partial scholarship that I had. Um, and so coming out of college, my big goal was just saving. And, you know, three and a half years later, teaching myself about saving and investing and budgeting and all that good stuff, I was able to save over $100,000. And, you know, as I, as I went through that journey, I learned a lot of things. I learned discipline. I, I learned um, what it was like to be tired all the time. <laughs> I had to, I had to kind of grow up really quickly and pick my priorities. What, what were the things that mattered to me most? And, you know, was I ready to do what it took to accomplish them? And I think that, you know, getting over that hump of saving six figures just made me realize that anything I wanted to do was possible if I put my mind to it. So, you know, that was one of the first big things I did. And then, you know, getting married, um, having kids and then wanting to after a while, I kind of got to a space where I wanted to do something that mattered. I wanted to do something not that my job didn't matter, but I wanted to do something that was more fulfilling to me that I could say that this is a legacy I'm leaving for my kids 
And for me, I feel like also at the time I was going through postpartum depression and all kinds of things, you know, go through your mind during that period. But I kind of came to this point where I was like, I wanted to do something that was more for me and less for less as a number in a big corporation. Mm. So I spent about a year and a half to two years actually brainstorming about what it was that I wanted to do. And everything that I I came up with came around helping women and helping other people and also personal finance. So I started Clairo Finance as a blog. And, you know, here we are today. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. What a powerful journey. Wow. It just it shows, isn't it, that when you're unhappy in something that you're doing, like you have to go go and listen from within and not listen to what everyone else is saying. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you have to follow your your heart, you know, uh, with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Otherwise, it can get very messy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, what would you think? What was your turning point? Would you say for you to to create this? I think it was just ha- it was having my kids. That was my mm. turning point. It wasn't like a you know like it wasn't. I feel like when you if you look at today's personal finance space, there's always something that um, is like a story of being deep in debt or like a story of saving a ton of money that, you know, as soon as this person does goes through that experience, they want to do something. But for me, I had saved them, you know, saved money years before. And I, I was just in this space where I was like, okay, I'm doing all the things that I've been told I should be doing when it comes to my finances. Um, you know, I, I'm following all the steps. I'm making all the progress. I'm talking to my friends about this all the time. I think it was just having my kids that made me want to say, okay, I'm going to put this out in the world. Because to be honest, I, I I found it really weird to make money the primary thing mm. that I, I t- even today, it's, it's kind of weird because to be honest, I look at money as the accessory that helps you live the life that you want and there's so many more important things in life than money like your family like your health like you know like but money is this even though it's the accessory it's the side thing it's still like a it's a huge deal so it was it was almost like it's weird that this is the thing that I want to focus on because (laughs) it's (laughs) I hate you (laughs) but but, (laughs) that's kind of where I found myself so I talk about money every single day I guess because you're so amazing <laughs> at saving it, that's why it was so it was so powerful for you to create this. Yes, and my friends were always asking me about, you know, just investing. I would even if they didn't ask me, I would volunteer information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would just always, and even and it wasn't just all about oh, you know, saving it was like it, we were talking about all kinds of things about mistakes, about mistakes that they had made, about mistakes I had made. Mm. We're talking about investing. We're talking about business ideas. We're just talking about ways to leverage money to help us get those things in life that we wanted right we're talking about buying handbags right and how to (laughs) save to buy a handbag so I used to have a personal blog and one of the things I used to do on my personal blog was something called uh save to splurge and it was it was it was a challenge that I would have people leave comments at the end of like every post and we would talk about one thing we wanted to say for this quarter or for this next six months and everybody would set their amounts and every every couple of weeks I would come and make an update and everybody else who was part of the challenge would leave their updates I'm trying to save for a pair of shoes I'm trying to save for a car I'm trying to save it was all kinds of things across the spectrum but it was just it was just a lot of fun it sounds like I'd be part of it wow yeah <laughs> but it's so interesting the way you said about saving it and not just splurging the money just in that moment that's so true like it's it's about being smart with your money 
Yes, it's you know it's the whole idea of you can you can have your cake but you can't eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> you you, can't, you have to pick. You have to you can have everything you want but it, it can't be all at the same time. You're gonna have to go through some discipline, some delayed gratification, maybe even some struggle to accomplish certain things. But if you're focused, you will get there eventually. I think we live in this world where everything is, I want it now yeah, because I want it now. And that leads to all kinds of issues like, you know, credit card debt and just feeling um, just you, you have all these things, but you still don't feel fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can just, hundred... Sorry, Karen. Because it's just a bunch of things and just no value and no, you know, nothing. Yeah. I totally relate with what you're saying because before, as we were just talking before the, the interview, um, I used to be a journalist and, you know, I bought all the handbags, everything. And then the next day I'll be like, what's next? And it was nothing was fulfilling What can me. I buy next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was like, right, what's next? And but no matter how many things I bought or any, like even the expensive stuff, it just didn't make me happy. And it wasn't until I had it's a bit of a dramatic thing that happened but I had a cancer scare then I was made redundant that was the turning point for me to really look from within yeah and realize that you know what what is it that I'm here to do what is it that's calling me and funny enough kind of like how you're amazing at money I've always had this way of helping people like I've always been that listener and I've been doing it since I was like the age of eight when I was working my part-time jobs whilst I was at university it was just a natural gift but it took me another further two years to realize that and yeah, like now, if I buy something expensive now, I have a very different feeling to it versus before. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like there's for for me, I almost feel like I'm very I I I think people sometimes will carry a lot of guilt about. It, there's so many extremes when it comes to money. It's like okay, I feel bad because I've overspent because I've gone into debt. But then you clear all that up, and then I feel bad because I'm spending money. <laughs> And I think it's important to find a balance, you know, where you're able to buy the things that you want to buy, but at the same time, be content with what you have and not feel guilty about what you spent because you know that, you know, everything else is in order. Just as you were saying that something just came up, would you say that, because obviously generations before, like our ancestors, our female ancestors didn't really have that abundance it was always like reliant on the men. Do you think that's yes. why there's a lot of women who just like go on that splurge shopping spree and then don't think about it. And when they come home and they get that credit card bill, they're like, oh. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I think the I think that could be part of it. But I also think it's also because as women in this generation, a lot of us are coming from spaces where money doesn't come, money behaviors about money or, or I would say financial management doesn't come naturally to us. And this is just because of how our mothers were raised and our grandmothers were raised. And this, this generation is funny in the sense that we've gone through like a really big shift compared to the other generations. And what I mean is that, you know, if you go back to your grandmothers, depending on the age of your listener, even your mother, um, we live in a world where in the UK and the US, a woman had to bring her husband to open a bank account or to wow. vouch for her to purchase real estate or you know grandma or grandmothers and mothers were not allowed to vote mm-hmm. and the traditional household setting was you know the the husbands would go and make the money the wives were home as homemakers and given that that was what it was you know the husbands will teach their sons how to go out and make money and the wives will teach their daughters how to be housemakers and homemakers and teach them amazing recipes and fast forward now to this current generation we're in this space where women are graduating college at 
record places than men. Um, we are opening businesses at record places than men. Um, mm. Despite the gender wage gap, a lot of women are earning more money than their mothers or their grandmothers and even their fathers. Yeah. And grandfathers did many women. And so I'm being very general here. Obviously, there's lots of different situations, but you know, for the most part, it's kind of like that's what it is. And so we're in this space where now we have more money than our mothers or grandmothers had in their hands. We have more freedom. We have more opportunities as women, even though we still have a very, very, very long way to go. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are at this point where we we have to know how to manage our money or it will slip away from us through the shopping sprees and the overspending and the what's her name what's the what's the shopaholic did you see the movie yeah. they read, yeah. read the book <laughs> i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly so we're in this kind of like interesting space where the tables have turned so much but then we now owe it to ourselves to take control of how fast that table is spinning so that we we don't you know waste all the money that we're earning yeah I guess as well we've not had the tools like yes brothers or like dads or fathers or great grandfathers had so that's where the whole thing is like what do we do with the money (laughs) and it's not that men have you know it's not that guys have had this perfect financial training because just as many men are are bad with money (laughs) they've just you know the conversation has just been more natural for them like even for us as women just to sit and talk about money we'll talk Mm -hmm. about everything else first we'll talk about hair and makeup um we'll talk about harry and megan and kim kardashian and um, Beyonce <laughs> before we talk about finances we'll do all of the above first yeah. that's interesting yeah you're right you never really just thinking back to my old life you never really spoke about money it was like it, it was rude to talk about money almost like you don't talk about how much you earn or you don't say but when you're in the business world it's like tell me all <laughs> yeah exactly wow so I think you, you created the Clever Finance, sorry, I keep saying it wrong. Uh, you created the Clever Girl Finance. How are you now helping women to get smarter with their finances? Yeah, so my goal with Clever Girl Finance is just to empower women to make smart decisions with their money. Um, you know, it's the idea of knowledge is power. And it's also the idea of no shame and no judgment. So we've all made money mistakes in the past. And so what's important is that we take the lessons and then we move forward. And so empowering women with education, I think, even it creates a space of community, creates a safe space where we can have conversation about money without feeling shamed or judged. So that's really the mission of Clever Girl Finance. Wow. I love it. I think it's just so powerful. And I feel like everyone out there who's listening right now should definitely go check it out because all of us can learn something new about our finances. There's always something to be learned, right? Yes, I'm absolutely still learning. You know, I've gone to this point where, okay, I'm trying to learn more about investing and different types of investing. For instance, one of the areas that's interesting me for 20 20 is getting learning a lot more about real estate investing so there's opportunities for us to constantly be be learning and I even love reading personal finance books that go over the basics again because there's no knowledge loss and sometimes it's like getting a good reminder so I read a book recently that I had read maybe like 10 years ago um and I read it and I was telling my friend that, oh, my God, I just I got so many refreshers from this book and I got so many tips of things I had, you know, thought I was doing, but I kind of need to fine tune. You know, it was such a great experience. So there's no knowledge lost. Even if you think you know it all, there's still something to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. There's always <laughs> something to learn. I always feel like 
we're always learning no matter what stage we're at and you know wherever you guys are at at the moment like check out Bolo's website and just ask for help as well I think it's so important that if you're not sure what to do always ask for help yes exactly and you want to be mindful that you're asking for help from people who are going to actually be excited to motivate and empower your people who are going through the same journey or have already gone through the same journey sometimes you know you if you ask for help from the wrong people they can take you off path they can demotivate you they can make you feel like you're wasting your time or that that's such a stupid idea so you want to be very mindful of who you're asking for help and who you're asking to support you on this journey Mm, powerful I just wanted to ask what's your like now that your children are growing up how are they like with with their finances well, uh, growing up, they're only six. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know I'm guessing you've got them starting to learn about money and, or maybe start like to understand it a little bit. Yeah, so I'm teaching them about money and I'm helping them understand the concept of like spending versus saving versus giving versus ownership. You know, so one of the things we do every month is we try to buy um, stocks um, with money that they have. And the idea is that as opposed to just spending any money all the time on Barbies and Hot Wheels cars that become (laughs) an owner, owner of the company, right, as opposed to. So, you know, sometimes these are these concepts are like (laughs) mind blowing for little kids, but they're starting to grasp the idea of it's important to save and it's important to be grateful for what we have because some other people don't have it. And it's important to give and help other people and that money is not everything. And I'm also teaching them the idea of just being humble, you know, um, there's there's nothing worse than a entitled human being self-entitled human being oh my god Um, (laughs) who has no regard and zero gratitude for any opportunity they have in their life yeah I've I've met many people like that before (laughs) and yeah it's you're so right when you have more gratitude there's more and I also feel like when you have more gratitude there's more abundance and there's more you can do with that Absolutely. I, I'm huge on that. I'm huge on, you know, the way you, how you appreciate what you have attracts so much more to you in ways, in more ways than you can even imagine. Can you tell me about your book, Clever Girl Finance? Yeah, so the book is basically the book I wish I had when I was that younger girl um, coming out of college trying to figure out how to save and invest Um, it talks about you know just everything you need to do to get your finances in order from adjusting your mindset to your circle of influence to your savings credit investing dealing with money relationships side hustling and um, it's it, it was a labor of love creating that book and I wanted it to be something that was very approachable very easy very light to read um, and that's the whole idea behind the book love it and if somebody was listening to the to this interview right now what are your five top tips for someone who's wanting to live life on their own terms but they really don't know where to start I think the first thing I would say is to set the intention like you have to decide that you want to succeed you have to decide that you're ready to succeed Um, if you don't set the intention you're not going to take the action so that's really really important that's number one the second thing I would I would say is that you need to adjust your mindset and um get your your head in the game and forgive yourself for the mistakes that you have made I think a lot of times as women we carry so much baggage and self-judgment and shame around the things that we have done wrong we don't give ourselves the opportunity to do things right we don't even give ourselves that grace because we're telling ourselves I'm so bad with money I'm so bad at this I'm so bad at that and so it's really important for us to um 
recognize what those mistakes are and then take the lessons and then just let the mistakes go. Everybody has made a mistake, you know, so forgiving yourself is the second thing. Um, the third thing I would say is the people you surround yourself with are so important. Like you really mm. want to make sure that you have the right circle of influence. Um, and even if you don't have those people in your immediate presence, thank God for, you know, the world we live in today. You know, the internet has so many resources. There's podcasts, videos, Instagram, where you can find little communities of people who are on the same path or who have accomplished the things that you're trying to accomplish. So there's people for me like Sarah Blakely, who, who's the founder of Spanx yeah. or Oprah. Um, they have mm -hmm. no idea who I am. You know, they don't even know me. But, you know, to me, they're like virtual mentors in my head because they motivate me. I watch videos and read books about them all the time. I follow them on social media and they help me stay inspired. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> you say they're badass. They're badasses. 100%. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then uh, the fourth thing I would say is that knowledge is, is power. So start to educate yourself. If you're trying to improve your finances, improve your career, whatever that thing is, start to understand how do I save? How do I invest? How do I budget? What are these things I need to learn? And again, books, podcasts, videos, there are so many resources to help you succeed, to help you learn. And a lot of people will say I'm bad with money. And that's a very common thing. But you're bad because you don't know and once you know you can do better it's like learning how to ride a bike when you mm -hmm. first start you're gonna fall off and stumble and you know scrape your knee but once you get it you can throw off the helmet <laughs> you know and go downhill with your your arms in the wind but you can still balance the bicycle so that's the whole idea is knowledge is is power you have to learn and then finally i would say the fifth thing super important is take action everything mm -hmm. else you do is in vain unless you take action unless you take those steps unless you pick yourself up every time you fall down so that's really really important wow I love those five top tips and I love the fact that you said about all like knowledge is power it's so true like non like some households they may have had that from you know from generations to generations but if you're a generation where you're the first one to be like a millionaire or the first one to be educated then it's about learning more you just got to keep learning so then the next generation will be able to know what to do. Yes, and even people who have had, you know, wealth in their generations, if they don't pass down the knowledge, mm -hmm. there's always that one, you know, irresponsible person that squanders <laughs> the family wealth. It's in tons of movies. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and I think as well, what is so fascinating what you're saying is that it doesn't matter where you are right now. You can always shift your finances. Yes. And it takes it takes time. But every shift, every change starts with one small step. We have to get, you know, people think that things just happen overnight. You become that overnight sensation. But it's it's sometimes there's a saying about it's it's millions of tiny drops of water that create the mighty ocean. It's mm. kind of like that. Yeah. What's the biggest learning curve you've had over the years regarding finances? I don't know. if I wouldn't say it's a learning curve. I think they've been like small curves or small bumps. <laughs> <laughs> and I would think it's just there's there's so many of them. I mean, I learn every day. Like, you know, it's it's making mistakes with you know with investing it's it's overspending it's and then having to put my tail between my legs and go return the thing that I overspent on it's there's just like so many little bumps and bumps and bumps 
but being able to climb over those bumps and keep moving and take those experiences have helped me make have allowed me to have allowed those bumps not be massive curves Mm. I have to admit when I started my business that's when I started to learn more about my finances because back before I'd be like I'll buy anything I want and then when I had my business it's like do I really need that (laughs) because you're getting that steady paycheck every two weeks you didn't have to worry about oh do I buy the handbag or do I pay for the online tools (laughs) And it was like, actually, I want to invest. Do, do I really need that bag or can I invest that into my business? And I think mm-hmm. that's what was the turning point for me. And I think having a business is so smart as well. Like if, if, you, if you've never had to think about money before, but when you have a business, it's, that's when you start to become more savvy with the money, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I was going to ask about like your up, like you were saying about your parents and stuff and like that they helped mm-hmm. you. What was like the biggest takeaway, like learning that you had from your parents about money? I think for me it was watching, so my mom um, got married very young. My mom got married when she was 19 and she didn't have a college education. Um, she married an older, you know, my dad was maybe like 12 years older than her. And I think for me, just watching her navigate um life and seeing the things that were happening to her friends that she didn't want to ever happen to her like you know getting married young Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of her friends go through divorces and just have no idea about the family finances she saw friends lose their spouses unfortunately and just have nowhere to start over and they just really struggled and suffered to get to even get themselves back on their feet in one way or the other life was just never the same and Mm -hmm. a lot of that was because of the financial aspect right it was the loss but also the finances and my mom just didn't ever want to find herself in that position and so I watched my mom go to college you know with four small kid children I watched my mom you know hustling to work a full-time job and do all kinds of side businesses so that she could put money aside to stand on her own two feet and then I watched my mom become the breadwinner in our family when my dad went through a financial downturn so for me just watching my mom go from being you know just not having any say to educating herself and building you know getting her finances in order and building um a financial standing for herself was just is the most valuable lesson Mm. wow so like you're wow it feel like you're you're kind of representing her legacy for what you do to help others wow that's powerful so my mom is a huge uh, inspiration wow so my dear we're coming towards the end of the show it's gone so quick (laughs) (laughs) I've got I've got two questions left for you and the first one is what are you most grateful for oh my my family my health my life that's what I'm most grateful for. It's like more than one thing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what shines your inner light? What shines my inner light has nothing to be, to do with money. It's being able to to. It's my kids. It's being able to watch them grow and be present and to support them and just see just see them as they're evolving into like you know human beings into like into older human beings that you just for me it's just the biggest opportunity of my life thank you Bola and thank you for just sharing what you do with everybody and just being another bright light in this world we need so many more people like yourself just empowering other women to really just know how to just 
stand on their own two feet and just just really just be empowered thank you so much i'm grateful to have been here what a great interview with bola i just think it's so so important to to really honor where you are right now with your finances and get support and guidance in how you can shift and grow and evolve your finances because in this day and age more than ever as women we need to rise up and really know how we can become more abundant than ever before so then the next generation as women can be even more abundant than us so just if you never heard of Bola before do check out her website and there's so much amazing content on there for you guys to really kickstart your journey of creating a financially secure life unfortunately that's the end of the show before I leave I want to leave you with this quote make your comeback stronger than your setback that's a quote by clever girls no For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. Lit.